Today, we're talking about a topic that might be unnerving for a lot of surgeons. Our guest today is Pod Certified Plastic Surgeon and founder of CEO of Build My Health. Welcome, Jonathan Kaplan. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Jonathan, let's get right into it. What started your fascination with price transparency in the cosmetic world? Yeah, back in 2007, 2008, I was just getting out of training. I finished my training at the Cleveland Clinic and then moved back to Louisiana, where I was from, and became an employed physician at a hospital, Our Lady of the Lake Hospital, about 2007. And then around 2008, you know, they set me up. I was employed, I had an office there. And about 2008, about a year into it, I realized that patients were always calling, asking how much things cost. And this right. was, you know, they're asking about like reconstructive procedures, you know, if they had insurance, how much is that going to cost them out of pocket because they had a high deductible health plan or how much it was going to cost because it was cosmetic insurance didn't cover. They're going to pay for all of it out of pocket. And it was very clear that these phone calls took a lot of time from the front office staff. And at that point, all the front office staff really could do is, well, well, you know what? We have to see you in consultation first. And if it's reconstructed, we have to look at your insurance first. If it's cosmetic. We have to see like your body habitus. And you, they could never really give them an answer. And it just took so long to basically beat around the bush. And it would just frustrate the consumer. And I was thinking, you know, the office manager, at least for cosmetic procedures, the office manager has a fee schedule right in front of us. Cause when people come in and we do the consultation, you know, we do finally ultimately give them a quote. And I was like, well, what if we digitized that price list so that people could check pricing online? And then that's how Build My Health was founded. It was that idea that there was a problem. Patients want to know how much things cost. And typically the way front office staff would handle it was just to say, well, you have to come in. Or they would go through the whole litany of explanation, give them a price, and then the person would say, all right, thanks, and hang up, and you got nothing to show for all your time and effort. So that was the problem. And because there wasn't already an existing solution, that's when I realized, like, you know what? I'll make my own solution to make the front office processes easier and also give the patients the estimated cost that they want through our website by digitizing it. And then also requiring the consumer to put in their contact information. So at least we get something in return. So now a consumer can go to my website, even still to this day, or any doctor's website that we work with. They can put in their procedures of interest, put in their contact information, and then they get an automated email with a breakdown of cost. And we get a lead out of it. Really nice. And then we were talking last week, we were talking about the two extremes, right? When it comes to how to show or tell or convey your pricing as a plastic surgeon and how... A lot of practices kind of go through the rigmarole of you, know, you have to come in and have a consultation. Right. And then they realize that both the candidate and the surgeon realize that they're not a good fit for whatever reason it may be. And it was an enormous waste of time. There's the other right. side of it where surgeons are, are kind of really embracing it and saying, here's just a web page that anybody can see. And here's my entire price list. But you kind of told me a little bit last time that even embracing price transparency like that, you're kind of selling yourself short as a surgeon. Yeah. There's a couple of reasons why I don't believe in just a static listing of pricing. And obviously one of them is because I want people to use my product, which is yeah. <laughs> more interactive and requires the consumer to put in their contact information. But it's also that a price estimator, and this is, gets down to what true price transparency is, True price transparency isn't saying your tummy tuck is $11,000. That's like part the patients like wondering what is like a black box of pricing. Where does the $11,000 go towards? Does that include anesthesia operating rooms things? And so if you just have a static listing of procedures, it's very hard to list like 
50 procedures, which isn't unusual, and then just list the price right there. That's like the easiest way to do it. But if you really want to give them real transparency and give them like the cost of the tummy tuck, you want to show where the surgeon's fee, the OR fee, the anesthesia fee, the garments, the cosmetic insurance, maybe there's post-op medications. You want to give them more detail. Do you want, again, real price transparency? And if you just have a static page of 50 procedures and each one of those things has like additional subtotals and you know things that are included in that, you've got a really long page that's really hard to, right. to weed through. So with a price estimator like ours, it's more digitized. The consumer chooses the procedure, you put in your contact information, and then we put it on the screen, a breakdown of all the pricing. You see where everything's going. The other way I would liken it is to saying, you know, looking at that sticker price that's on the car window when you go to a car dealership, it shows you all a breakdown of all the prices, you know, where everything's going towards, you know, how much you're paying for the sound system or the leather seats, or whatever. Compare that to if you're interested in a car and you walk to the dealership and the dealership just gives you a book of all of the cars, makes, and models that they make with the breakdown of everything. That's an overwhelming book to have to leave through. So that's why I don't like static pages because it's just you have to present all the data at once. It's overwhelming. Whereas with a price estimator, you can like zoom in on the one thing that you want and see a breakdown there and get as much information as you want for that one procedure. And how important, I mean, obviously, you know, you have your own practice, you're living and breathing this every day. How important do you think the breakdown of, you know, this is the surgeon's fee, this is the anesthesia fee, the OR fee, how is that important to patients or do they just kind of focus on the big figure? That's a great question. I can't always tell if that matters to the patient, but it matters to me. And the reason I'll give you a perfect example, let's say somebody comes in you know, when we people always say, well, how do you know that they're going to pick the right procedure or that that estimate is appropriate for them? Maybe they're not a candidate for that exact procedure. And that's where a breakdown of all the pricing really comes in handy. So let's say they choose tummy tuck, which, you know, I estimate that takes two to three hours. Well, the person gets here and that they're a little bit bigger than what I envisioned for two to three hours. And so what I can show them is like, okay, here's the breakdown of the pricing. You'll see that my fee is the same. My surgeon's fee is the same, but because you're a little bit bigger or your skin wraps around a little bit further, it's going to take longer in the operating room. So I wanted you to see how there's going to be more time in the operating room, more time for anesthesia. That's going to lead to a higher cost. And because the fact that it's all broken down, I can show how I haven't increased my personal fee, but that the fees are increased because of the OR and anesthesia time. And because of that extra detail, they sort of get the feeling that I'm being honest and I'm not just baiting and switching. And it's like, oh, yes, I do see how I'm bigger than the average patient. That's why I would take longer. That's why it costs more. So it makes it easier for me to explain to the patient where all those costs are going so that they understand if there's any discrepancy, they have a better understanding of it rather than just saying, oh, we added $2,000 for the hell of it. Right, exactly, which isn't great. You know, if you connection so important between a patient and a doctor that if you seem to be kind of just haggling or trying to get extort them or something like that, it doesn't feel good. Exactly right. So what do you think, you know, for the prospective patient, what do you think the main kind of benefit of the price transparency is? I mean, do you think that they should be completely focused on price or do you think that they should go and see a few surgeons, you know, different pricing levels? What do you think the main benefit is there? 
Yeah, definitely a lot of doctors kind of see it the wrong way. You know, that's always the pushback is, well, what if they don't understand that that estimate isn't appropriate for them, which is why we clarify it's an estimate and people come in all the time with unrealistic expectations. And so that's the other thing that doctors push back on is they worry that the patients are going to focus too much on price. And what I always have to clarify is that just because we're allowing them to see pricing information, one, that doesn't make them a price shopper. And we're not saying that price is the only pain point. Obviously, there's other pain points and you shouldn't choose your doctor just based on price. However, pricing is the ultimate pain point, meaning that they can't do anything if they can't get the financing for it. If they don't have the money, they're not getting the procedure. It is the ultimate pain point. If they have a job, they'll get time off. If they have kids, they'll get somebody to watch the kids. Those are other pain points that can be addressed. But if you do not have the money and you have terrible credit, you're not getting the funding. So that's why I always say it's important to allow the consumer to have a good idea of how much it's going to cost so that they don't come in for a 30 to 45 minute consultation, bear their deepest insecurities, only to get to the end of it to find out they can't afford it. And you know, they've got or they've got sticker shock, or the doctor doesn't even charge for their consultation. And so they've just wasted all this time. So it's a huge benefit for the doctor because you're not wasting time. You're having more chance of these patients going from exam room to operating room. And it's beneficial to the consumer because they're not having to come in and get blindsided and they have a better idea if they can afford it. And they can also get their financing arranged ahead of time if they have a pretty good idea of how much it's going to cost ahead of time. So by the time they come in, they've already got all their financing set up. And it's great for the front office staff because they're not answering calls all day, answering pricing (laughs) questions and and getting frustrated with those patients. So it's a benefit for everyone, the consumer, the doctor, and the front office staff. Do you think there is any collateral damage? I mean, I don't even have data, but, you know, theoretically how maybe if every practice was showing their pricing that it could end up having a race to the bottom in terms of, you know, who's charging what and prices just kind of decreasing. Is there any signs that you've seen that or that that's a possibility? I think that's certainly a possibility. I think that happens to some extent already, even without the Build My Health platform, because think about it right now is you've got, and this is like another benefit, is that you've got doctor's offices already calling other doctor's offices as secret (laughs) shoppers asking about pricing. So right now they're just like wasting the front office staff's time on patients that clearly aren't coming in because they're just secret shoppers. Whereas if you had the price estimate on your website, they could just go and submit wish list and check pricing on their own without taking anybody's time. So that's already happening that people are checking their pricing. And so yes, those people can theoretically, you know, lower their price, undercut your price because they found out by a phone call or a price estimator what your price is. The other thing that we do is we try to make it as easy as possible for the doctors to not have to feel like they have to call and waste other people's time or submit wish list to other doctors' practices. Because if a doctor logs in to the Build My Health platform, you know, the platform where they log in and they, you know, choose which procedures they want to highlight on their price estimator, they put in the pricing, you know, structure that they want for those procedures, that as they put in those procedures and pricing, they're shown, the doctor's office staff are shown in real time on the screen how their prices compare across other doctors in our network across the US, region, state, um, uh, 15 mile radius and zip code. So you can see how your prices compare to other doctors. That way you can see where you fit within the competitive landscape and then you can adjust your prices from there. I would recommend that you don't become the lowest price person. You would actually raise your prices so you're at least in the middle of the most expensive because for better or for worse, consumers think that if you're more expensive, that means must mean you're better. Sure. But we don't show those price comparisons on the front end to the consumer because we don't want it to be like an Amazon where like I want a tummy tuck and they just look at price comparisons up front. That's we're, we're purposely by design not doing that. 
if the consumer wants to check pricing through the price estimator on my website, and then they go to the doctor down the street, check pricing on his price estimator, then that's what they have to do. But we're we're making them have to go through that process of submitting a wish list on each price estimator. We're never we're not making it easy on purpose to just compare the prices because that really would be focusing on just price as being the reason to make a decision to go one doctor or another. Yeah, of course you have to think about credentials and certification and all that good stuff. Right. But what would you say? I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate here, you know, just to please, uh, to, absolutely, to, yeah, to unearth some things. I think you knew that before signing up, which is great. So, <laughs> you know, what what do you say to doctors or surgeons who think that you know, even if their prices are a bit higher, they don't necessarily want to advertise them up front because they think that people will be able to stretch to it and that the consultation will be so good and, you know, inspiring that that somebody's budget might increase because of that salespersonship. Yeah, I don't think, I just don't believe anybody's that charismatic. I think that if you're that charismatic that you can really convince somebody to book surgery when the person has no money, then you're going to be in for a rude awakening when that person puts down <laughs> the deposit that they were able to scrounge up. And then it comes time for the actual day that they have to pay the balance, You know, two weeks before the operation, three weeks before the operation. That is such an enormous waste of time. I actually lecture on this about how to avoid your front office staff being bounty hunters. I don't know if you all have bounty hunters in England, but, yeah. <laughs> but basically the idea is that somebody pays a certain amount and then you've got to track them down for the rest of the money. And that's kind of one of the things that I've tried to avoid in my practice, that when people book a procedure, they put down a deposit, but we also let them know the price ahead of time and say that, you know, if you get all your financing in order and you book and pay in full at the time of the consultation, not just book, but pay in full at the time of the consultation, we'll give you a little discount. The benefit to them is they get a discount. The benefit to us is that two to three weeks before the operation, we don't have to follow up with them to try and collect the rest of the money. And what we found is that of the patients that did book on the day of consult, 72% of them, 72% of them paid in full. So that means that 72% of those patients, my office staff didn't have to track down and get the rest of the money from them. And so that's my point, going back to my point, is that if you think you're just so charming and charismatic that you're going to get these people who don't have the money to book, you're going to end up having all these procedures that you're going to have to postpone or cancel because the people can't come up with the rest of the money because they really couldn't afford it in the first place. So please just let them know, get an idea of how much it is ahead of time and let them get their financing arranged ahead of time. So there's less confusion and uncertainty at the time of the consultation. Wow. So obviously they know ahead of time that they'll have the option to pay in full, correct? You're not just presenting them that on the day. Exactly right. No, you're hitting the nail on the head. That's the whole thing is that for that to work, for them to have the option of booking and paying in full to get a discount, they have to know all that information ahead of time. And like, you know, we're always talking about, oh, we, we should educate our patients. We should be patient advocates. You know, that doesn't just mean telling about the pre and post-op complications. That doesn't just mean, well, not the pre-op complications, but the post-op right. complications. That doesn't just mean teaching them about what garments they may need or what lab work they may need or what incisions look like or trying to give them reasonable expectations. Also talking about the financial aspect, that's part of being a patient advocate too and being fully educational to the patient. So yes, we make it clear to them that one, this is a really good estimate of what we think you're going to need based on what you want. And if you do pay in full, you'll get this discount. So you need to make sure you're financing in this order. It's, you know, you can't call back three days later trying to get the deal. No, it's got to be that day because we're trying to minimize the number of conversations we have about pricing. And we certainly don't want to have to track you down. So yes, we make it clear to them that that is available. That special is available. And did you start with that immediately or did you just kind of gradually implement price transparency? 
Yeah. So the price transparency is something just to clarify, you know, I was in 2007, I started as an employed physician in Louisiana. 2013, we moved to San Francisco when we immediately implemented the price transparency, the price estimator on my website in 2013. It was a source of a huge number of leads. It was a great way to build our practice. But the thing about getting them the idea of paying in full at the time of the consultation, getting a little discount. We started that about two years ago. Okay. And that's not necessarily part of the Build My Health platform. It was just yeah. one of the benefits I saw, or one of the opportunities that I saw of being so transparent about pricing ahead of time is that you can... So before before you impl- implemented that a couple of years ago, I mean, you know, maybe a softer approach, people that could start today, you know, with the platform. But did you see a change in the readiness of the consults if they'd had all of the the pricing up front, or at least that they had a good estimate. Did you see any change in them going on to leave a deposit on the day or going on to book a procedure? Right, for sure. With the price estimator, we measured a lot of different things that once we had a price estimator, we were able to measure on Google Analytics that people were spending more time on our website. So that helped our organic SEO. But then also people who came in price aware, and this was actually published in a Purity Journal article that we wrote, that we found that 41% of the patients were more likely to book if they were price aware. So price aware patients were 41% more likely to book at the time of the consultation than non-price aware patients. Now, ostensibly, it's because the non-price aware patients are more likely to have sticker shock and all that. Right. So yes, our consultations were way more efficient once patients had the opportunity to come in having their pricing information. And then how about people that went from, you know, being a lead on the website to turning into a consultation? Do you see any kind of statistically significant data there? For sure. A couple of data points to mention here is that some people will say, oh, well, we know when they're going through the price estimator on your website and, you know, they realize they have to put in their contact information to see the price, you know, how many people drop off. So I'm talking about how many people are on your website even become a lead. And we found that when people realized that they had to put in their contact info, that 13% of them quit. That means that 87% went through the process, put in their contact information to get pricing because it was so tantalizing. And they knew they couldn't get pricing information for my practice anywhere else. They wanted pricing information for me. They had to get it for me, just like they can't get pricing for me for somebody else's website. So anyway, so that 87% of the people, they went through and submitted a wish list. And then of those, 17.8% of them came in for a consultation. And then of those that came in, uh, 62% of them booked. And we found that, again, as I mentioned before, the patients that were price aware were 41% more likely to book a procedure than non-price aware patients. So we, we follow the stats all the way through the process. And that's something else to say is that you can't measure those data points without a system in place like this. Sure. And I think the fact that you know you've implemented your own practice, I know it's in a ton of places now, but the fact that you have that data and you're living and breathing it is good too. Well, that was one of the things we talked about before is that our last week was that if you're relying on other people to provide you with data, you know, they've got other things to worry about. They've got a practice and they can't be worried about helping you with your data. Luckily, we've had a few doctors that have been really great champions for this. Bradley Hubbard in Dallas, he's a plastic surgeon. Tim Syed, he's a plastic surgeon in Southern California. They've both been really great about sharing a lot of their data and they've given us other great data, which if we talk about cost per lead and things like that and how much of a discrepancy the estimate is from the actual cost, that's data points that they've been able to determine for us. So it's, it's fun to be able to work with some of those doctors, but it's also nice that at the end of the day, since I'm running a practice, I can determine those data points as well. Sure. I think it's fascinating how you know 87% of people go through the platform, only 13% drop off. Because I imagine one of the biggest 
you know, obstacles or challenges that people would put towards you is say, well, you know, nobody wants to leave their email address or no, you know, and I suppose the biggest mistake there is saying, well, nobody wants to leave their email address for something they don't care about. Right. But if it's something where they're invested, I think psychologically, you know, this show is all about psychology, you know, patient psychology, provider psychology. I think psychologically, the fact that people are making that even that micro commitment or micro investment in your practice by giving you their contact details is, is actually huge. And it, it sets up the rest of the process. Yeah. I mean, it really just comes down to the call to action button. If it's tantalizing enough, they'll be willing to live their contact info. If it's just about signing up for a newsletter, well, you know what? They probably don't want another newsletter in their inbox. If it's signing up to book a consult online, well, maybe they're not ready to book a consult. They're higher up in the sales funnel. They're just starting their research. But when it comes to how much does it cost? Well, no matter where you are in the sales funnel, everybody wants to know that. It is the most tantalizing. I like to say it's the call to action to end all call to action buttons. It is the ultimate. It's the best one. I want to flip it on its head for a second. You know, Have there been any challenges that you face by embracing this, the price transparency side of things? Yeah. I mean, certainly from the doctors or for the consumers, I, the pushback I've gotten from doctors is that, you know, well, patients don't always know it's an estimate. They don't know what the right procedure to choose is all the time. And my argument to that is, yeah, but even if they choose the wrong procedure, you still get their contact information. You can still follow up with them and educate them on the phone before they come in for a consult. The doctors worry that, you know, other people will be checking their pricing, but we already talked about they're already checking your pricing. And so that's some of the pushback from the doctors. And so I don't really, while I, I understand their concerns, I feel like the benefits of price transparency significantly outweigh those drawbacks. As far as the consumer, the critical thing for the consumer is weighing reasonable expectations and educating them as much as possible before they come in. And that should be true across the board. It has nothing to do with this platform. So when people do submit a wish list to check pricing, we do follow up with them. We talk to them. And so if they chose breast augmentation and then we found out and they get that price, which is a little less expensive. And then we find out they've had three revisions. Well, we need to discuss that before they come in for the consultation and then send them an updated estimate of like how much more expensive breast aug revisions are, especially if it's their third or fourth revision. So that's the thing that's most critical to avoid having patients coming in and being irate. Like I, I saw it was this price on the website. And that really doesn't happen, at least not in our practice. It really doesn't happen because if the front office staff is doing their job that they should be doing anyway, even without a price estimator of talking to the patient, understanding what they're interested in, setting up reasonable expectations, finding out if they've had previous operation, like especially like for rhinoplasty, like don't just quote them a straightforward closed rhinoplasty if they've had 14 revisions. I mean, that's just not reasonable. So that's definitely the pushback. And also, I think there's doctors that just won't use this platform because they think it's such a good idea. They're they're angry, they're pissed, they're jealous, and they don't want to use it. I'm sure that's the main reason, right? Right, right. But cutting off your nose to spite your face. I mean, like, you know, you'd be better off if you just let go and just embraced it. Sure. And you mentioned some concepts there about you know, managing expectations, getting the right information. How important do you think that price transparency is in developing trust with patients? I mean, one of the, the main things that prospective patients go for, I know we talked about price being kind of a main point, but then there's also the intangibles, things like connection and trust and gut feeling when they're having these life-changing procedures and deciding who to go with. On our Yelp page, we have, I think the last I checked was like 122 reviews and luckily they're four and a half stars or above on average. But if you looked and went through all those Yelp reviews, about a third of them, the person, the happy people, 
they all explicitly mentioned that one of the reasons they chose our practice is because we made pricing available. It's not because we were the cheapest, because keep in mind that when people go through the process, they don't know that we're the cheapest until they submit. Well, we're not the cheapest, but my point is they don't yeah. know if we're the most expensive or the cheapest until they go through the process, submit the wish list. So that's people say it's a race to the bottom. And it's just not because we're getting their contact info before they even see. And that's when they see the price. So there's no guarantee that we were going to be the cheapest to begin with. And these Yelp reviews, a third of them, the people say that they chose because we made pricing available. And so I think it speaks to your point about the loyalty, the connection. And I would like to do a study on patients. You know, Do they trust their doctor more if they provide pricing? But part of me thinks that there's no point in doing that survey because we already know the answer. I think yeah. that they would feel more of a connection. That's sort of a leading right. question in a survey. But maybe it's also worth doing the survey just so you have that data point that you can spout off and rather than just you know, giving your gestalt on what you think the response would be. Well, even anecdotally, I mean, do patients mention it in their consultations? Is there, is there a good feeling around that? Constantly. Patients mention it all the time. It's like, oh yeah, I checked pricing beforehand. Oh yeah, I know about how much it's going to cost. There's no question. Patients routinely mention it and it's not by, you know, oh, I saw this price and you're giving me a different price. It's not about that. It's it's them being happy because we were able to be so willing to provide pricing in an automated way. And I think that was nice too, is that they didn't have to have a whole conversation with the front office staff to basically pull the pricing information out of them because it feels like it's pulling teeth sometimes with some offices because they don't want to share the pricing. And that's another thing that's really interesting I've noticed lately is that patients have become a little bit more sophisticated that they know it's a pain in the ass to get pricing from doctor's offices. And so when they find one, not only are they just happy you made it easy, but they're even happier because they're able to compare that experience with our office to all the other offices where it wasn't easy. So they're starting to realize that, wow, why is it so hard to get pricing information? And so they appreciate it that much more when you do provide it in an automated way without them even having to talk to the office staff and, like I said, pull it out of them. Right. There's only so many ways the office staff can say pricing isn't available until a consultation, but those calls can go on for 15 minutes or longer, which kind of brings me to my next question is, has this helped with you know staff morale? Has it helped with, you know, you mentioned efficiencies earlier on that they're not having to, you know, field these calls all the time and they, they don't feel like they are, you know, being an obstacle or being uh, evasive or anything like that. Absolutely. No, it's so interesting. The office staff, you know, they've obviously, this isn't their first job. They've worked at other medical practices before. And they, at those other practices, some of them were cosmetic practices, they spent so much time struggling to tell a patient, like you say, and there's only so many different ways you can tell them we're not giving you pricing information. And so, yes, it was frustrating and probably a little bit of burnout, big buzzword. But when they come here, when somebody calls asking about pricing, well, actually, I should clarify, people don't even necessarily start out by asking for pricing because they just assume they're not going to be able to get it. So people call and say, yeah, I'm interested in a tummy tuck. And the office staff, the first thing is say, oh, thanks so much for calling. Appreciate it. You know, aside from maybe asking how you found us and what your name is and identifying and connecting with the patient. One of the first things they do is they say, hey, have you checked pricing on our website? I can send you an estimate right now via email while we're on the phone. And patients are like, really? You can do that? And so we're not withholding, you know, and we send it through we have a system connected with our price estimator where the office staff can actually send out quotes without making the patient go to the, like we would never say, oh, just go to our website and submit an estimate and you know, check pricing there. Cause we're afraid if we tell them to do that, we might lose them. So we can actually do that on their behalf where we send them a, a wish list or an estimate while they're on the phone. And then that's part of our database at that point. But yeah, that's one of the first things they do is that they provide them the opportunity to check pricing 
over the phone. And that just definitely makes the conversation that much easier, or it ends the conversation more quickly. They might like say, oh, wow, it's this much. And okay, thanks so much. And that's it. We still get their contact information and we still add them to our email marketing database because even though they might not be able to afford it now, or maybe they were just comparing pricing, we still include them in our email marketing database. We send out monthly email newsletters or more often than that. And that's one of the reasons we have almost 15,000 email addresses in our database now because everybody, if you want to know pricing, everybody's got to provide their email address and it just makes the conversation on the phone that much easier front office staff. And you mentioned kind of the bounty hunter side of things. I know that's an enormous frustration because I suppose you feel like those are the people closest to having surgery, but then they may, you know, they, they may be evasive or, you know, they may cancel or whatever. And then there's so many logistical issues and, you know, financial issues that go with that. So, but you say you, you offer a kind of same day booking discount. I presume, you know, you crunched the numbers and you thought that, that that makes more financial sense than having your staff, you know, chase people up for the full or the list price. Right. And so, yeah, just to clarify, it's not a day of booking discount. It's a day of booking and paying in full discount. So right. we get all the money up front. And so, yes, there is a, certainly a discount. So that's a little lost revenue for us. But the fact that we have it all then and there, and, you know, it's good for cash flow, but it's also good for our office staff not having to follow up with the patient because it's never as easy as just one phone call. It's like, oh, today's the day you owe, you owe the other $26,000, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> that's like, how good is that conversation going to go? I mean, first off, the phone's disconnected. You can't track them down. They keep putting it off, putting it off. And then you have to move the operation. You have to move anesthesia. So while I can't quantify frustration, I know it's worth the discount that we're providing to the patient. And it's not like we're doing it selfishly. I mean, the patient gets a discount. It's good for them too. But there's a lot of wasted time that we are able to avoid. 72% of patients now, as I mentioned, book and pay. And when they do book, they pay in full. And so that's just 72% of the time that our office staff isn't tracking them down. I don't have a dollar amount assigned to it, but yes, clearly that's a time savings. All right. I mean, that's an incredible amount. Is it 72% or 76%? 72% of the people that book. I don't want to say that 72% of our consults book and pay in full, but of those that book, 72% yeah. of them pay in full. I mean, that's still incredible though, but I think that that's maybe it's not just the kind of day of discount. That's because you've been transparent from the get-go before they've even met you, right? I talk about the pillars of transparency, that it's not just about, you know, you can't just say to the patient when they're booking the consult, oh, by the way, you get a certain amount off if you book and pay in full. That's not enough information. They've got to get a feel for who you are. So you've got to be active on social media. You got to have YouTube videos. You've got to have blogs so that instead of them reading crap on the internet, they're reading your stuff, which you don't think is crap. So you have to really provide a lot of education ahead of time. And of course, then also the pricing education, the financing education, and only then can that really work. So I always make a point of that there's five pillars of transparency that I basically just kind of went over that. Yeah, it's not just you get a discount if you pay in full. That, that's just not enough information. That doesn't provide enough trust with the patient. You've got to do a lot more education, not necessarily specific education, just that one patient, but kind of global education that you're always putting out from your practice through social media, through your website, and through your email marketing. And you, you think that you know, that as a pillar has helped yourself and other surgeons become, you know, I suppose it's a bit of a buzzword, but like thought leaders now, you know, the people that are letting, giving all of the insights into, you know, things that were behind the scenes or all the educational content. Yeah. I mean, everybody's all about management now because it's, I mean, practice management are some of the biggest sections at conferences now. It used to be all the scientific things. Now practice management is the most well-attended because 
It's just not something that we were trained on in med school, which I get. I mean, we were learning medicine. <laughs> right. And I do think that you know, getting an MBA can be helpful. I haven't personally gotten an MBA, but I think there's just got to be, you just have to be open-minded, willing to learn some of these things. And you do have to be good at marketing, but you can't let that take a backseat to patient safety and ultimately doing the right thing for the patient. How do you manage, you know, you've got such an awareness of, of all of these kind of different pillars. How do you manage incorporating all of those elements into your practice? Yeah. I mean, the good news is, as I mentioned, I think last week was that, you know, if I was owned a car dealership, that would be very hard to bring those two together, being a plastic surgeon or a car dealership. But with the price transparency, the lead generation, the marketing, it all just really dovetails into running the practice because now I can really beta test everything in the office. And so it's really hard to divide the time saying, oh, 50% is this, 50% is that. It's all one process. It's all one global effort of incorporating it all together. So it's fun and makes it more interesting because there is a learning curve, you know, as far as you know, when you're in med school, your learning curve is really steep when you're learning all these new things. And then as the learner, you're out in practice, you can never get lazy and think you don't need to learn anything, but you're not learning as many new things. That's just not possible to, you're not learning as steep of a curve as you were in med school or in residency. And so as you start to flatten that curve a little bit, then you have time to learn about other things, incorporate other things to provide a better experience for the office staff and for the patients. Right. So, and what do you think, you know, to kind of turn it on its head a little bit, you know, if you were thinking about surgeons who are being hesitant about giving out their prices before a consultation, if we were to say to them, just test it for a month or three months or whatever it may be, what kind of data points would you say, you know, look at these ones and let that lead your thoughts about whether this is worth it or not? Well, I think the first thing I would do is I'd say, ask your front office staff how painful those phone calls are. <laughs> when people call asking about pricing and how they have to beat around the bush and avoid it and how it aggravates the hell out of patients and how many potential consults they've lost because the people, because you won't, your front office staff won't give them pricing at your direction. So look at how you're doing it now and how awful that is. Maybe the doctor or the you know person running the practice doesn't know because they're not on the front line, but the front office staff will probably give you an earful about how painful that experience is. And then, like you said, implement it for a month. And the one data point I would say is that how much more efficient are those phone calls? I'm not saying that people hang up and you never hear from them again, but they're more efficient because you can get right to the chase and you can send them an estimate over the phone. And then you're also going to find that you'll generate more leads on your website through a price estimator than you will through anything else on your website. So like contact submission forms, that's what most people have on their website. Well, most people are asking about how much things cost for those contact submission forms, right. but that requires your office staff to manually respond. So it's very inefficient. So that would be one data point I would look at is implement it for a month, a price estimator, see how many leads you generate. And I'm not saying they're all coming in, but it's a large number of leads that you can incorporate in your email marketing database. These people are looking for cosmetic services or whatever service your practice provides. So it's not like they're wasted leads or spam leads. I mean, these people are interested. They may not be interested now. They may be at the top of the sales funnel, but at least you've captured them before Maybe another doctor's captured their contact information. That way you can follow up and encourage them to come in. So just look at how many leads you generate in a month. And I promise you, it will be more than any other mechanism you have on your website as far as for generating leads. It seems like you're so into testing, which I think we can agree is, is a good thing. And iterations, are you constantly evolving the platform and you know the, the customizations and things like that for how you can include you know, the chat bot or the, the widgets and things along those lines? 
Yeah. So I guess to give people kind of a historical background of how we've developed, we started out with an iPhone app back when apps were like the new thing. So we started with an app that still works. Then we went to a website where people could go and find different doctors in the area and check their pricing. Then we incorporated the price estimator widget into a doctor's website. So now you can just go to the doctor's website to find it rather than our main website. And then the more recent iteration is, so the price estimator is more fully functional. You can you know purchase things through it, non-surgical service. You can check pricing, obviously. But then the most recent iteration is a chat bot where we make it like in three clicks, you can get pricing information. And it's just the same kind of as any chat bot where it's in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. You choose the category of services because you know, some doctors have hundreds of procedures. So we don't just list all the procedures. You choose the category choose the procedure within that category. So like a breast category, breast augmentation, and then you put in your email address and you can get the estimate sent to you right then and there. So it's like basically three clicks for lack of a better way to describe it of getting pricing. So we've made it really easy. It doesn't allow you to purchase things. You can't look at before and after photos and look at videos the way you can on the price estimator, but the chatbot is just super refined and it could not get any easier for the user. And so that's the most recent thing that we've done. And then we have other things like where there's in the back end, the doctors can use the estimate that the consumer submitted originally. And you can take that and make that into the official quote once they come in for the consultation. And that way we're able to track what leads came in for consults. So then you can check your cost per lead. You can check the uh, conversion from lead to consult. So it's a lot of things that we're doing basically for its end-to-end quoting system now. The consumer can check pricing ahead of time before they come in. And then you can take that estimate and you know, do different things to that, add additional procedures and tweak it so that's a more exact quote for that person once they come in. So it's always fun just to continue to evolve and make it better and better. And what's the best place for people to find out more about, about either the platform itself or the data that you're getting from it or, or anything that you're kind of writing about? Yeah. So they can certainly email me anytime at jonathan at buildmybod.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N at B-U-I-L-D-M-Y-B-O-D.com. And then they can also go to buildmybod.com slash sign up, which it's S-I-G-N dash up. So buildmybod.com slash sign dash up. And we have changed the name of the company from Build My Bod to Build My Health because we've evolved outside of the aesthetic space. And now people, I know this isn't as much of an issue in England, although there is private insurers in England outside of the National Health Service. But now we are working with surgery centers and doctors that do only medically necessary services, so people whose insurance would contribute to it. So now consumers can actually check their pricing or their out-of-pocket cost for a medically necessary service specific to their insurance, and they can enter in their member ID number off their insurance card and actually you know, see how much they've put towards their deductible or their out-of-pocket maximum or their copay or their co-insurance, and then we can tell them how much they would owe out of pocket. So it's a lot of moving parts, but it's really cool how we've expanded. Absolutely. And I believe people kind of listening to the show can get a one-month free trial to test out the platform. Absolutely. With promo code UNVEIL, and even if you misspell UNVEIL, you still would get it, but it's U-N-V-E-I-L. So basically, you go through the sign-up process after you create an account. You will have to put in your credit card still, but you put in that promo code UNVEIL and you won't be charged. You'll get a one month free. And then if you choose to cancel before the month ends, no problem. Nothing doesn't cost you anything. And then if the month lapses, then you'll start getting charged monthly, which is $149 per month. Or you can actually sign up for an annual plan, which is $1,500 a year. And that includes a 13th month free. If You have to get the annual plan to get the chat bot if you want it in 
we have other things involved in the platform that I want to go into now necessarily that deal with subscriptions and memberships and things. And that's all included as part of the annual plan as well. Sure. That's very generous of you. And, you know, one month is a, is a good kind of time span to figure those Plenty things of time. out. Exactly. And you've got all the data there which people can find. You know, I know you publish a lot of material in, in other journals too. Yeah. Yeah. We've realized that we could go and talk to people until we were blue in the face about all the benefits and things like that. But <laughs> right. until you publish it, until you have numbers, nobody's really listening. And it's re- it's really been great by collecting all this data that I can go to these different meetings in person or virtually and give presentations and they're still considered CME or they're not considered promotional because I'm taking all this real data that we've generated from my practice and from other doctors' practices. And then I can lecture about the benefits of price transparency, not necessarily trying to sell the platform, but just showing we've got the numbers to support that this is a good practice management tool. Absolutely. So Jonathan, to end the show, I always like to ask one, one question. And the show is called Finally. You know, I told you it's about kind of patient provider psychology. So I'm sure you hear this all the time in consultations, people coming in saying, I'm finally ready to make this move, or I'm finally ready to leave you know, the old me behind. And our patient research kind of inspired the theme of the show. My question to you is, have you had any finalies recently, or do you anticipate any in the upcoming future? Yeah. So this has been a struggle in the sense of trying to convince doctors and explain to doctors why price transparency was good. And finally, the US government is requiring hospitals to show all their pricing on their websites. And now that new mindset is trickling down to surgery centers and doctors and to patients. And so finally, people realize that they can indeed check pricing for medically necessary cosmetic services and finally make better financial decisions. So that would be my finally, that finally the federal government in a good way has stepped in and has shifted the conversation so that now healthcare can be, you know, can work as a free market rather than whatever it was before when it was so price opaque. So I'm glad I finally had a really good answer to one of these end of podcast questions, even though you didn't even prep me for it ahead of time. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I wanted to see the spur. That was totally a genuine answer. That was one of the best answers we had. And thank you for helping tie into the theme <laughs> of the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time today. No problem. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much, George. Welcome.